Kainos, Kainos, fresh tongues, Kainos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kainos. What does the Bible mean by idolatry? When he says an idolatrous woman, as in somebody that's ADU, what does he mean? Somebody that a woman that sleeps with another man. For example, he considers sometimes the house of Israel as a woman that seeks another man. What does what does God mean by that? Eh? Now I don't have time to go there because this thing you are talking is not don't use physical virgin, which is the best way Jesus can explain it for you. This is talking about a newborn spirit. Now, but there is a challenge. What made them virgins is their lamp. So are you with me? Follow me now. So whether you are wise or not, you still have lamp. Whether you are wise or not, you are a virgin. Now we need to know what makes the difference between one Christian and another. That is the major thing. It is not the lamp, my friend. Everybody is a believer. The same measure of faith was imparted to us at new birth. The same process, the same amount of price was paid for your redemption and the next person. What was paid for you was what was paid for Chris or Yakilome. Was what was paid for Apostle Was what was paid for Selman. It's the same thing. But what now made the difference? Watch. Watch. Now look at verse 2. And five of them were what? And five were what? I'm trying to bring out a prayer point. But the wise took oil in their what? In their what? And the wise took oil in their what? No. Okay. And the wise took oil. Okay, look at verse 3. They were they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil. What? What are you reading? Which translation is that? Look at verse 4. Read verse 4 for me. Wait. Let her read verse 4. But you have been saying lamp. If, if what she said is that they took oil in. If you remove that verse, then this our prayer point is not needed. Because the difference is not the lamp. The difference is what? The question is, what is the vessel? If the spirit is the lamp, the vessel is what? (laughs) If the spirit is the lamp, the vessel is what? Vessel obviously is a different facility from is the soul. Is the soul. Say the soul. 
so what happens to the soul of a man is what differentiates two believers one just got born again and stayed like that another one was willing to walk so much that there was enough oil not in this one is not the lamp all of us have lamp but in the soul there was so much oil finally we now found out that what made the difference is not the lamp what made the difference is what if any man we meet up now i don't have time read verse 10 that is my point verse 10 now said and why they went to buy because they told them to buy the bridegroom came and the day that we are what went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut let me tell you for every time and season any move of god that you see coming anytime this is not just about about end time anytime god wants to do something there is only a certain group of people that will always be ready they that have bought oil in their vessel in their vessel if you continue to carry yourself the way you are you will always miss the marriage feast there is a feast my friends and from what they said there is a possibility to buy how do you buy self say prayer how do you buy as you pray as you fast as you consecrate as you sacrifice you are buying oil let me give you an example because when you say this thing you think is for example your own can be you like position you like position eh? you have to die when you die to that thing you have put oil in your vessel that's what it means because the day the bridegroom might come he will come that day and Maybe the reason why you are not that day is because there is no position for you. Well, we, we have not perfected everything, but I speak of the things that I have seen. There were days when I was in campus, I discipled people and they made them ministers. And then I went to God and said, What happened? God said, This is not the why I called you. Thank God I died to that thing. Say oil. Your own might it might be pride though. Another one. Now let me tell you my book. My own is that I don't take nonsense. I don't take. No, you will take nonsense. If are you with me? If all you will be in your vessel, a time will come, you will start taking it. I counted three major events in my life that that not taking nonsense robbed me of something. From when I was small, I started praying and fasting that God will take it away. Because if he took that thing away, Satan is consistently taking something away from me using that thing. That means when the bridegroom comes, there will be no oil in my vessel. Your soul is that vessel where much oil needs to be poured. Even when the bridegroom tarries, 
many times. You are patient. You are patient. You are patient. I've been telling you. I've been telling you. What if God? If you don't like to hear ten years, that's your problem. You the day your soul admits that thing, that's the day your life will be fast. You don't like hearing it. You will hear it until the thing dies. Somebody said, Are you not the one that told me the thing? I didn't even answer you. Or who did he say he was wearing a watch? And suddenly the watch fell down and broke down and broke. In fact, he didn't fall down the thing. He didn't do anything. The watch broke. Do you know what it means? The person gave it one fine interpretation. God is simply telling the person, stop giving me time. Stop. Remove time. Throw away time. Say, vessel. Oil. Vessel. Oil. Leave lamp. Let's keep lamp. If you continue focusing on lamp, the day comes, you find out that the difference is not a lamp because everybody has lamp. But in the vessel, there is no oil. Do you want to be the same with everybody? See, I am sure that when Jesus comes or cuts, is a cut-off mark for people, whether we like it or not. God will use all of us to say amen. God will use all of us to say amen. But that is half of the truth. The Bible says, give due diligence so that what? You will make your calling an election. What? Sure. So there is something somebody will do and then he will go and make sure that his calling and election cannot be removed. When I did my 30th birthday, one of the things that happened is that when I knelt down for them to pray for me, the eyes of one lady was open and he saw four candlesticks around me. One here, one here, one here, one here. Do you know what that means? That thing comes to your life when you have worked with God consistently for 10 years. When God puts that thing for you, that means he will not change his mind concerning what he wants to do through your life. My brothers, let's, let's buy oil in your office. Let's buy oil. Buy oil for the next Solomon. Buy oil for the next five minutes. So that what is bringing down people from Orif, they will not bring you down. Hmm? Hmm. I know many things that bring people down from this town. From this town. From this town. That the things that bring ministers from southeast down will not bring you down. They hate submission. What you have, I have it now, so why should I submit to you? So, if God didn't help you, you know what you would have done? You would go and submit. When God now says submission, you now go to Medukri and submit to somebody there that is submitting to your brother that is at home. Meanwhile, you don't know.
you are going to pray that that thing will not stop you. Can you pray for yourself? I buy oil. I buy oil. These are the things that make men different. The Bible was speaking. He said that our Lord Jesus Christ was anointed with the oil of gladness above his fellows. The testimony was that he loved righteousness and hated iniquity. <laughs> what is your testimony?
let's do Bible study. Hebrews chapter 5. I think we spoke a lot yesterday on a few things. Especially pertaining to our identity. Tell me one or two, dear. I saw you writing. Some of these things we are seeing here is actually going far. So, you know. Is going very far. A lot more people are now listening to us abroad than even in Nigeria. So, I don't know what we are saying, but at least it is of Bible standard. I could have used what I suffered. <laughs> And then I will be preaching only prosperity like you. Hmm? Are you not a prosperity preacher? Even if you are not, you are a prosperity prosperity apologist. Now, that's not for some white people that they are, they don't understand what you are saying. So so that you will come out of your trouble, you come out so that you no. Know, Bible standard, apostolic standard. Then it will minister to anybody, anywhere, any age, any time. In fact, this morning God showed me something. He showed me somebody that will be blessed by this our message in the next six years. Meanwhile, it's now that we are preaching it all. But the message we are preaching now is for somebody in the next six years strange. He now showed me some portions in time, six months, some one year, some two years, where people will be blessed. I don't mean normal blessings. Some of them will have heavy encounters. Some of them, in fact, God gave me specific word of knowledge. I've not seen this. I'm not, I'm not sure it's popular. I'm even afraid because I don't know. Let me leave it. I have not prayed well on it, so <laughs> let me leave it. Let me still be meditating on it. It's a new oppression. It's the same thing we know in the Bible, but this one is more popular. So we began to look at our identity. There are three things that we said we are. Tell me you one. Hmm? Mm-hmm. The righteousness of God in Christ. Who can tell me another thing you know you are? Your identity. Who are you? Onyakabu. If you go to heaven and say, they don't know you.
Anything you say, you will prove with the scripture. You cannot come and make one bogus statement and expect us to believe you. Now look at what he said though. Hmm? He said you are what? Hmm. Is he correct? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from as he is, so are you. That's where you now lifted that 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 you are the express image. This thing you said now is it the same thing with the last one? <laughs> you see the problem there is I've taught you people there is what we call revelational skill and revelational discipline. They are not the same thing. And if you are not careful, if you make first mistake in an attempt to defend the first one, you make second one. In an attempt to defend second one, you make the third one. I have given you people an example. Simple example that people make every day. Somebody will come and, and tell you that God doesn't bless you because you give. Is it not true? It's actually true, but don't leave it like that. If you leave it like that, it's open to many things. You have to close the door well. Because if you don't close the door, the next thing, if God doesn't bless you because you give, eh? what's the next revelation on that part? Eh? Eh? No, let's move by revelation. What's the next one? We are moving, God doesn't bless you because you give. Eh? Eh? No, you are even turning it. I, I like your own. Now, the next line is, God doesn't bless you because you give. The next one now is what you said. He blesses you because of who he is. The next one is, you don't need to give to be blessed. Are you seeing me where I'm going now? Eh? The next one, which is the fatality now, because you are moving into trouble, they find this one now is fatality. The next one is that when you give, you don't get blessed. People don't get blessed because they give. Is it true? You know, it's a line of revelation. People don't get blessed because they give. Is it true? But you saw the way I started. I started the first one as if it's correct, but I didn't close the door. So, in this case, is revelational skill lacking discipline? It is true that God gives you because of who He is. Hmm? It is also true that God 
gives you or blesses you because you gave also. The two of them are correct. So the correct position is to marry the two. Is it not true? Those days when you are still small, when God has not started training, have you not sold money and gotten another money back? Sometimes you sow. Have you not done it? You say, God, let me sow this 5,000, my school fees. Didn't it happen? Yeah. <laughs> are you with me now? You cannot come and tell that person that you cannot give. You can't sow for God to give. You can't tell that person. Some people have given like this. And God healed them. Does it mean that God heals? If you don't give, God won't heal you. Is it true? But it is also true that if you give, you can receive healing. Every of these things, Jesus has fulfilled it and done it is a reality in the spirit all these things people are doing is just means of accessing them the number one um revelation of the new covenant that is in christ jesus that every believer must have is the revelation of access say access that is that is in fact access is what god did for you really do you understand what I just said now? So, God did everything He needed to do. Where? In Christ. Hmm? And then gave you the Holy Spirit. What is the basis for giving you Holy Spirit? Say, access. So, when God, God did everything He needs to do in Christ, and by giving you the Holy Spirit, He gave you access to what? Everything that He did. That's why the Bible will say, you shall receive power. After what? So, the coming of the Holy Spirit allows you access. In fact, the Bible says that um, that we receive the earnest of our inheritance. What does it mean? That the Holy Spirit is the earnest of our inheritance. What does it mean? Hmm? Let me help you. The, eh? Yeah, down payment. What do you mean by down payment? Mm-hmm. It's actually access. Now, let me explain to you what down payment means. Hmm? This is what scripture meant by down payment. Everything you need in God is inside this room. When you receive the Holy Spirit, hmm? The down payment that you receive, the down payment of the Holy Spirit is access. So what it does is that suddenly by receiving Holy Spirit, you now see door. Before he came, there was no door. Try, try many things. Have you tried to know Jesus without the Holy Spirit? Just try it. Try it. It's not even possible. I'm telling you. There is nothing you can do in the kingdom of God without the Holy Spirit. And principally, He is not taking away the job from you. Are you with me now? Follow me. The Bible says that 
the spirit what in prayer the spirit what uh-uh. he takes over what does he do that means it doesn't take the work for me what it does is to what help Anything you ask, assess in God, anything you had in God, first is because Jesus has made it available. That's one. What's number two? Because the Holy Spirit has granted you access. He is the governor. He is the administrator of the riches of Christ. That is why you are only able to appropriate your riches in Christ to the extent that you have aligned yourself to the workings of the Holy Spirit both in you eh? and through you amen see it is good that we get back to these basic things so if you are struggling these are basic doctrines if you are struggling to assess some things in God hmm? What is the first thing you should check? Correct. Hmm? Now, it is the Holy Spirit that it is only Him that has the capacity to minister spiritual realities. See, if God is, if the Father needs something done, eh? I hope you people can carry this one. He is dependent on the Holy Spirit to be able to communicate his emphasis. The extent to which the Holy Spirit is able to communicate his emphasis to your heart, that is how much the Father is able to communicate. In fact, Jesus himself was so limited that he said, I have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them. Meanwhile, a new regime is coming. And the administrator of that regime is not limited by your incapacities. So he will bring a new system of teaching and ministration that will not be limited by your human insufficiencies. In fact, eh, he is a master in making up your insufficiencies. We are, we, there are many times he does it. Hmm? I can tell you a hundred ways. Hmm? For example, now, if some of you don't know when God wants you to minister healing, what does He do? He, he ministers tangibility in your hand. He's the Holy Ghost. Only Him can do that. So, by that anointing you felt in your hand, you know He knows. To, did He say anything? He just ministered it tangibility. It's only Him that can do it. You face a mountain of challenge like this and that thing needs to go down. He doesn't need to do anything. The father will be looking for how in heaven eh? the father has released what it takes to conquer that challenge. The problem is that for you to for you to receive that thing it has to be communicated to you. And there is nobody that can do it except the Holy Spirit. Suddenly, what you notice is an impartation of a strange faith in your heart. Then you look at an insurmountable problem from human perspective, and then it becomes like nothing. 
it is in those days that the man that sang a song. You move mountains, you cause walls to fall. That is when it becomes possible. Meanwhile, the question is, how does God move mountains? Does he come down? You are the one that moved it and will now say God moved it. Because God working in you will make all those things possible. So the fundamental New Testament doctrine is the doctrine of access. Are you with me? Let me say it again. The fundamental New Testament doctrine is the doctrine of access. Let me say it the third time. The fundamental New Testament doctrine is the doctrine of access. What the believer has that the unbeliever doesn't have is access. The very first time that Jesus began to teach concerning the matters of the kingdom, he told Nicodemus that your challenge is access. Is it not true? He said, except a man be born again, he cannot what? See. That means he lacks capacity to access what is in the kingdom. So that means the fundamental thing that was granted to you at new birth. What's the fundamental thing granted to you? Grace. Access. Correct. You are blessed. I like this guy a lot. I don't know why. Have I ever seen you angry in this life? I've not. <laughs> Maybe at home. But I've not. You and OJB. God. God bless you people. But I have seen you. You have used prayer to kill many of them. But Amen. So let's look at one or two things today. My job is not to teach everything. But my job is to steer your hunger, steer your pursuit as Iberian Christians. How many of you have heard of the Iberian Christians? What do they do? Correct. To know why do they go back to study, restudy the same thing? Is it to argue? To understand whether this thing is true and as you saw that thing Chuka said when you repeat something it gets inside that's why I don't believe I don't believe anybody that doesn't have Jota I don't believe you I don't believe you any Christian that come and tell you there is no need for Jota is a babe he's not properly taught one of the things you should learn in foundational school is to have Jotas. But if you are moving like this or praying or doing whatever and God spoke to you, what will you do? What will you do now? Because you need to write down something. 
sometimes some of you lost vital information because you, did, you didn't have job. You sleep and had a powerful dream and you didn't write By evening you forgot it. Is it not true? Is it not true? But if you had Jota under your pillow, as soon as you woke up by that 3 a.m., if it's something that needs to be prayed upon, you pray it. If you can, you use that opportunity, that five, ten minutes, write it down immediately. Don't wait till you wake up in the morning. You might forget some of them. Your mind is finite, but your dreams are not finite. In your dreams, haven't you seen yourself lying? That one you told me. Can you fly? <laughs> you can't fly. That means when you enter your dreams, it's not finite. It's not three-dimensional. Is it not true? Because you can be in that dream, see yourself. You are seeing yourself. That means there is trouble. It's not three-dimensional. Please help me put this two. Okay, who can tell me just one more thing concerning your identity? Idioma, fire help us. One more thing concerning your identity. Eh? We are. Let me hear. Eh? Good. Mm. That is what gave rise to all the identities. It is indwelling that gave birth to righteousness. The basis of righteousness is indwelling. The basis of power is indwelling. The basis of sonship is indwelling. I hope you know. What's the basis of sonship? Say indwelling. Uh-uh. There is such a thing as the spirit of sonship. Don't you know? The Bible says, oh, should I go back to that one? When that spirit comes into your heart, what does it cry? So there is such a thing as the spirit. So the basis of sonship is indwelling. What is the basis of power? Indwelling. What is the basis of righteousness? Indwelling. New birth is even indwelling self. So everything about our identity is actually indwelling. Because as you are now physically looking, I'm not sure God is physically like this. So there is an indwelling that reconfigured your inner man. Uh huh. Uh huh. They are two. They are in two places. He is correct. The both of you are correct. Sometimes don't be for me. You are you are the only one correct. He is correct. We have checked it one day. His own is correct. Your own is also correct. He said he's you are what? He's a kingly priest. Meanwhile, there are people that are priestly king. There is no way you can dissociate priesthood and kingship. It's impossible. No king can rule without an altar and without a priesthood. If you do priesthood long enough, you will become a king. You will rule that territory. You will rule that place. 
the person that does the most priesthood in your family is the one in charge what does it mean to be a king is it not to decide what will be happening is it not it Satan want to kill somebody he said no this one won't die this one like this this one like this with decrees who are you say king has a powerful identity i think let me touch that one let me touch that one as a matter of fact the idea of kingly priests and priestly king predates redemption i hope you know do you know it is not a redemptive idea huh? the idea even predates creation self in fact do you know in fact part of the things that creation is supposed to find solution to or supply or meet part of the needs that creation is supposed to meet eh? is kings and priests or priestly kings and kingly priests do you know why why is god called king of kings have you ever wondered what's god's name why hmm? huh? your answer might be correct so What do you mean? Why is God called King of Kings? You are blessed. The Bible says that the Lord rules in the congregation of the mighty. Hmm? That is why one of the ways we know erronic, and that's king. In priesthood, there is such a thing too. One of the ways we know erronic priesthood, there are two types of priesthood. Hmm? One is erronic. The other one is Melchizedek. Write it down. See, before God... I think I've taught it here before God, before the Aaronic priesthood started, it was man's inability to embrace the Melchizedek order, the eternal order of priesthood that made God now settle for Aaronic priesthood. In Aaronic priesthood, is one man for others, but in Melchizedek priesthood, is all of us together. That means. Why is Jesus I with me now? <laughs> there are two things I don't have. I don't have. But let me just make the statement. Why is Jesus called the high priest? There are two things you need to know now. I don't have my pen. Two things you must know concerning this matter. And you will now know why the kingdom of which we are called into is a kingdom that is made up of kings and priests because the man sitting upon it 
is a their their um titles that are given to him it is not given to him it is natural on the base of on the basis of the operational the way he decided to operate he is the one remember before man was ever created god decided that this is the way i'm going to walk are you with me now? so this thing has little or nothing to do up man be, was conscripted into an idea that is in the heart of god it so happens that because of that idea you were created so that you will fit in into that idea are you with me now now that idea has not ended that is why when we finish basics we will go into that idea because that idea is the basis for creation let us make man in our image and let them what and then man fell does it mean god's word will fail too <laughs> no so all the agenda and processes that is in redemption is to restore us back to status quo so that we will be able to prosecute the very foundational desire and agenda that is in the heart of god prompting him to create man are you with me now that is our position in revival hall you have not seen oh you have not seen our ministry objective this is our ministry objective that by the intense outpouring of the spirit walking in and through men eh? that the kingdom will be established god is seeking to establish his kingdom in every domain of existence and there is a facility that is in the universal context of oppression that men doesn't know and that only is what makes people kings you see there is i'm teaching realms now and i don't want to do it but is how we are molded Eh? these things i'm telling you now is beyond christianity eh? kingdom is beyond christianity priesthood is beyond christianity are you hearing what i'm saying these are universal facilities infrastructures that has been put in place see god put it in place so that it is a universal facility that necessitates rulership there is a universal facility that necessitates rulership and that is called priesthood any man that engages priesthood properly we always rule so why is jesus king of kings because he is priesthood is first of all of the highest order and of the highest measure what did i say of the highest order and of the highest measure hmm? the bible says that he is a priesthood after an eternal order say eternal order in such a way that he is both the offering 
and the opera is a strange combination. How can you be the sacrifice and still be the person offering sacrifice? That order can only be found in the kingdom. Example being set by Jesus. So when men want to engage in accurate priesthood in the kingdom, one of the principles... says that he is a priest after the eternal order. Hmm? In fact, when he was doing his offering, the Bible says that he, through the eternal spirit, offered himself once and for all. He said that before then, people that do sacrifices, eh, they do it to do it again because number one is that they are humans. In fact, when they die, another person takes the place. And then the potency of the sacrifice can only last the duration of the power that is found in the blood that is offered. Follow me now. So, even if we offered you, eh, the potency, the covering that your blood can bring to us will last the length that your blood carries power. Hmm? It is on that mode that every year they go and renew the sacrifice in your village. Hmm? But the one that was offered on Calvary, actually not Calvary, the heavenly holy of holies, that one is by the eternal spirit retaining a capacity to have his potency from time to eternity. Are you with me now? So, the kind of priest that Jesus is, is that he is both the sacrifice that was on that altar and the person offering it to. It's a strange kind. It, is it possible to both be the sacrifice and the person offering it? It's a strange. It is by so doing that he opened up a vista for us that on the basis of attaining thrones, and places of authority in the kingdom that there is only one way that we can attain that measure where we by ourselves offer you are the sacrifice oh, 
but you are the one now what that is the Melchizedek order of sacrifice the Melchizedek order of sacrifice is that the one offering it must be on that place first the ironic order is that you will go and bring another person and offer bring goat and offer you you are out but the Melchizedek order is what you are going to be there first another thing about the Melchizedek and the ironic order is that the Melchizedek order involves everybody coming i can't offer for you that's what i'm trying the Melchizedek order every man brings himself a sacrifice eh? you bring every man brings himself the sacrifice hmm? but in the ironic order the man comes and offers for everybody so you can be doing anything you want and as long as the man your mother has prayed for you whatever has no that is ironic hmm? and that was what god was trying to do in the book of exodus he told moses call the house of israel let them come and meet me on the mountain when they came and they saw the mountain quickly, they said, Ah, Moses, go. Whatever God told you, you will now what? And in so doing, they cut off and truncated God's agenda in raising a kingdom of Israel, making all of them priests unto him. From that day, a tribe was separated, being the only one that had the patent and legal right to represent the people in the matters that pertain to priesthood. And he knew what that was it. We are still suffering from it. We are still suffering from it. That is what Jesus came to rectify. How did I get here? Now, you must understand that this thing I taught you now, it, it didn't originate from man. Priesthood didn't originate from man. You must have heard people tell you that prayer doesn't originate from man. It originated from who? God. What God does is to put in you the burden and release upon you the grace and you become a vessel to propagate his agenda. You are just an extension of the high priestly ministry of Jesus. The real priesthood is the one that is in the heavens. Is it not true? Where we have our high priest there. Meanwhile, on earth, there is an extension of that high priestly ministry that Jesus has via priest. So it is on that wise that he is called what? correct so in the same manner there is a throne that is in heaven that is navigating the oppressions that is in the universe that throne is called the throne of the christ it is on that basis that men also ascend thrones on earth are you with me talking about it literally as it concerns the ministry of the body of christ in the book of ephesians chapter 4 is it not true the bible says he went first down and then he ascended up and on that account he was able to what so i want to ask you a question why is jesus called the high priest and why is he the king of kings i have answered the question but i'm just hoping you know it why reverse the order this is your answer 
reverse it. The order you followed is the wrong one. He did not become because you became. You became because he became. It is because he is something that you now became something. It is, follow, follow me. It is vitally important in relation that you are correct. This thing that you just did now, it, it seems harmless, but it makes all the difference. You just said that you are a priest, and that's why he is high priest. Or that you are wrong. It is because he became high priest that it became possible that any human being can be a priest. Now, meanwhile, that's not the answer. <laughs> What's the answer? Why is God called the king of kings? And then he is called the high priest. Mm. Mm. like to agree with your answer but no I will not agree with this one why is he the king of kings and the high priest since you don't know let's stop here for today then tomorrow we will <laughs> where you are coming from. Whatever answer you need to give me, it has to predate creation. He said, I will extend my throne to the side of the north. That means he has what? So if he's just this, he would have just sent, are you with me now? He would have just sent one of his angels. 
Yes. The answer is simple. It's just within what we are saying. Just that I want you to be correct forever and ever. You will not, so that when you now, remember we are touching identity. So that when you when you say you are a king and you are a priest, you now know why it is only given to man. You now know why it is priesthood and kingship is beyond what you are doing. It is first of all who you are. Are you getting the point? When men don't engage in priesthood, eh? They are denying their identity in Christ. This is not something we do to get answers. This is something we do to become who we are, to express our identity. Yeah, kings and priests. What is the desire of your father? I think I take your answer better. Mm -hmm. To extend himself. When God extends himself, he has extended his dominion. The real answer is to extend himself. So how can God extend himself? He now said, let us what? Let us what? Because if he's just extending his kingdom, dominion, and if he's just that, I think there are a few angels that can do it. Maybe, I don't know if man can do it better, but there are a few angels that can do it. But God wants to extend himself, literally. Say literally. When a man rules, then God is the one ruling. How is that possible? Because God didn't just leave you with how to rule. No. He molded himself in a shape. And that shape became man. And then when he rose, eh, he began to rule with the same facility that God ruled. When men pray, they are praying because that is the facility with which God rules his own kingdom. When men engage priesthood, it is because they are, they are, they are, they are like their father. How does your father rule his own throne? Say priesthood. So, the principal thing about your father is his throne and his priesthood. What should be your principal thing? Every believer, this is the problem. If you don't encounter, are you with me? Foundational ministries, they will not be able to teach you these matters. That the principal things is thrones, priesthood, and kingdom. Once you talk priesthood and talk thrones, then you are speaking the language of the kingdom. These are the things that form a kingdom. Are you with me now? So when you are left as an ordinary believer, you will not know that the principal agenda that God sustained, God had a desire to extend himself. Eh? And that desire formed a will. And that will gave back to a plan. The plan 
was what was in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. They said what? Let us make man. And there were men in that meeting. And in that meeting, they now decided in their plan that man is the way to extend or manifest that desire that is in the heart of God. So you came about as a result of God's desire. That is why the scripture said, for his pleasure. You were what? Why, why were you made? God had a desire, a desire. Eh? And when that desire was manifested with some man, that is why you have been his object of love from time to eternity. Because for the first time, God decided that what he had that is peculiar only to him will be extended. Eh? And when he was extended, it so happens that the vehicle through which that possibility can be extended is man. Now, it is not so much about capacities and what you are doing. It is first of all about what? About what? Identity. What is man? For the first time, God began to walk and it can be seen. The angels couldn't understand this dimension. Oh, it's a serious matter. When Paul came, you know, he's a master in revelations. Many things that God showed him, he was able to communicate it with human words. That's a level, that's a high level grace to be able to communicate the deep things of God in a way that men can understand. Oh my God, human words are very weak. If a man is able to communicate a knowledge that is spiritual, that is eternal, that is godly, in such a way that human beings can lay hold on it, that man has a high level of grace. So men has been given grace to communicate burdens, revelations, many things. And Paul said that you might know a revelation in the mystery of Christ. He began to talk about the graces that God has granted. But there are many places that he was stuck. One of them is when he encountered the mystery and economy of grace, economy of mercy. He can't explain this one. He stopped. Another one is that when he came, he said, Great is the mystery of godliness. He didn't talk much then. Because you know you, you will be confused. Even Peter said, Some of the things Paul is saying is hard. That people in trying to, some of them in trying to, you know, do that, they understand and they can do it. They put themselves in trouble. You cannot, it's not his fault. He was molded like that to reach down into the archives of God and by an, a, a large quota of wisdom that is granted to him, he will be able to download heavenly infrastructure, begin to look inside the heart of God and see things the way God saw it. Lift up burdens and desire that is in the heart of God the same way he felt it. Is a kind of of grace that is rare. When you hear those men, your heart begins to burn. Because your spirit have encountered what is eternal. 
when your spirit encounters what is eternal via the words of men then your heart will burn because this thing that is coming is beyond what human mind can capture in a moment there will, there will be a combustion <laughs> combustion when God decided to extend himself I came so my manifestation is out of God's desire to multiply himself God wanted to multiply himself I came and then he said my functionality will be this people's functionality if it's true that they are in my image and likeness then whatever accrues to me accrues to them too they cannot be subject if, if they are my sons and children then they can be subject they have to have the same possibilities the same functionality that I have we cannot be able to test their capacities to the fullest extent except we give them the same environment that, will, that I have you see God has an environment that was able to allow us to see his capacities his possibilities so he decided to extend the new kingdom and called it earth he said that the kingdom of heaven is mine but earth have given to the children of men so that in the same manner that i was able to exert my influence because of the fact that i am a kingly priest and my throne functions by the so much priesthood and traffic and sacrifices that is being generated in the heavenly holy of holies i was able to establish many matters in the same way the same people that i'm raising that is of the same order like me we need to experience and tapping into the capacities that is in them because they were created in my image and this is only possible if they are created as kingly priests too so he said here what and here what priest it is on this wise that we now say that God is a king of kings and is a high priest we pray for two minutes let me know myself once again oh God you are not praying let me know myself let me know myself let me know myself let me know myself the son of a king is not afraid of anything <laughs> the son of a king is not afraid of anything the priest in your village does he is not bothered that he is inside the bush he knows that if any king will be put on that throne haven't you seen it before the next king of your village comes on the throne of your town of your city he has to visit that priest inside his village there is no breaking news in the kingdom except the priests are aware they do transactions in the courts that are heavenly and because of their much business in that place they are able to generate new civilizations there is no breaking civilizations on uh, on the atrium except priests begin to engage their ministry give me a fresh revelation of who i am i am a king i am a priest 
I rule by the scepter of the spirit of God. I rule by, by much incense that I generate from my altar. I will not settle for less than I am. I know who I am. I am the son of a king. I am not a subject. I am a king also. I am I am not I am not I am not somebody that, that the that the priest comes on behalf of only. I also enter the holies. The Bible says, having made a, a new and a living way unto us, fire is blessed that we might gain access even to the holies of holies. The very place where the heavenly high priest offers his incense. I say, you have access to that place and you can offer your sacrifices. They are accepted. I say, you are accepted among the beloved. We enter once again as priests that are offered after the order of, 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 of Melchizedek and eternal and we come knowing that we have access by the blood and we offer incense we offer incense we rule we offer incense and we rule we offer incense and we have dominion we offer incense and we rule we generate so much traffic that we begin to rule the, 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 the realms of man the civilization that men feel is as a result of our sacrifices and our incense of, of the traffic that we create Create in the realm of the spirit. Somebody create traffic by your incense. Create traffic. Create traffic. Generate civilizations. Civilizations of holiness. Civilizations of purity. Civilizations of power. Because of your engagement in the spirit. Because of your engagement. People will meet you and they will say that they don't know why they feel like, like, like following God. They don't know because of much traffic that you have generated in the spirit. People will begin to love God. Not because they want to. But because you have generated traffic. You are a priest that knows his or her business. The business of generating traffic. The business of incense. The business of sacrifices. Men, men benefit from, from the things of God. Because there is a heavenly high priest. Jesus is doing business in the heavenly holy of holies. And the impact of that business is felt on the heart of men. Felt in the regions of the earth. In like manner we are priests. After the same order. And our business we affect our families. Our business we affect our territories. Our business we affect our campuses. We are kings and priests after the order of the eternal one. We offer incense and we rule. We offer incense and we rule. We offer incense and we rule. And let them have dominion. I say you are not a servant. You cannot be bound by sin. You cannot be bound by Satan. You cannot be bound by curses. You are a king. You are a king. Offer incense and rule. Offer incense and legislate. Offer incense and turn the tides of things and matters in your family, in your life, in your territory. I say you are a king. 
you are not a king because anybody said so you are a king because that is your identity in Christ Jesus that is who you are by birth that is who you are by inheritance that is your identity you are a king and you are a priest you are a priestly king and you are a kingly priest as one takabena rapata babantele rakwatale rakwatale kante epreko badas kabena rapata babina dagate amra kapata kamra dabaya katiatoa akimatela Everything that has held you back, roar like a king. Make decrease. The king rules by his decrease. From today, I punish lack from your life. From today, I punish sickness from your life. Everything that has subjugated you, I tell you, is a lie. Is a lie. I tell you, is a lie. From today, never believe the lie of Satan. You are a king. I say you are a king, my friend. Sakatwa takapina, rakata katakapedatwa. Satanda katakapina, rakata katakapenate. We will go back to that place that Satan has intimidated you in and with. And then you rule, you roar and rule, roar and rule, roar and rule, roar and rule, roar and rule. We are from the generation of the lion. The lion! We roar and then we rule. Akaite, akatia takata, akatia, akatita kabela tuale. Jesus mighty name we pray in Jesus mighty name we pray